Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. They lost over $600 million. How many homes did they do this to? Welcome to episode 44 of The Great Fail, a podcast that examines the greatest success stories and their spectacular fails. What led to the demise of the most prolific people, brands, and companies. I am your host, Deborah Chen, and this week we'll be looking at Zillow's iBuying business, Zillow Offers. On September of 2021, a Nevada-based real estate agent named Sean Gotcher posted a video on TikTok. I've been a real estate agent for about 11 years now. And let's talk about the housing crisis. And let's talk about some what ifs. What if there was a company that everybody used, everybody used, everybody knew of to look for houses. In the video, he's presenting a hypothetical scenario in which a major real estate home buyer comes into a market and selectively buys up homes in bulk. This buyer, he suggested, use data analytics to price out local realtors and individual buyers by offering large premiums for houses and then stockpiling inventory in that area. Part of his theory suggested that these iBuyers were controlling the market prices well above the norm and then capitalizing on the profits when they would pull them back on the market. As such, the scenario he was suggesting was called market manipulation, and though he named no names, alluded to a scheme that could only be pulled off by real estate behemoths, one with deep pockets and access to big data. Within hours, the video had gone viral, attracting more than half a million likes, and though there was mixed feedback in the comments, many thought that what Gotcher suggested seemed like a conspiracy theory a bit too far-fetched of an idea to be real. Except weeks later, much to everyone's surprise, the online real estate database company Zillow announced that it had lost more than $380 million in a little-known part of its business. And as such, they would be shuttering their house-flipping venture, Zillow Offers. Wouldn't that be a weird world to live in? My goodness, I can't imagine us living in that world. Can you? Welcome to the story of Zillow's iBuying business. Entering the market in 2018, 
a total teardown by October 2021. We're doing a little something different this week. In the past, we've mostly explored the rise and fall of corporations, but something we haven't touched on as much yet are the ventures that spin off and fail under otherwise established and successful companies. And we're looking at one of those today. In this case, it was a very public failure, scandalous even. Like many others, I found out about Zillow Offers' existence at the same time that I found out about its demise. In that flurry of news, there were a few things that really stuck out about Zillow offers. You see, my mother has been a real estate broker since the 90s. And so the housing market has always been a hot discussion point in our home from as far as I could remember. I can't even tell you how many weekends of my life have been spent at open houses, driving by neighborhoods, learning how realtors competed against each other, how homes were priced, and more importantly, how deals were done. Those were ingrained into me at a very young age, and this was a time before technology was involved, before we had a platform to browse listings and automate some of the processes involved with finding a home. I think it's a popular misconception that agents just show homes and sell it and that it's an easy job because in reality, there are so many nuances that go into home buying and a really solid realtor is managing all of that for their buyer. After doing some research, I came across the top five things that people look for when considering house hunting. And those were number one, the location or neighborhood. Number two, curb appeal, or the exterior style of the home. Three is the layout. Four, the number of bedrooms and bathrooms. And number five, the kitchen and storage space. Now, outside of that, there are still factors that determine the value of a home. More qualitative factors like how much light the house gets or the finishing touches, school systems, the list goes on and on. My point is, for many, it's probably one of the biggest purchases ever. So the process is oftentimes daunting, tedious, and draining. And then around 2004 came companies like Zillow, who sought to make this less cumbersome. Zillow was and still is a massive force in the real estate industry, known for publishing real estate listings online and calculating home values with their Zestimates analytics tool. During the pandemic, the company saw the surge in home browsing for buying and selling. But it was sometime late last year in 2021 that I started to hear a lot of buzz about the huge failure of Zillow's division, Zillow Offers, and how they disclosed a shocking loss in a short period of time. From what I could gather, it flew under the radar and it dumbfounded many industry players who were usually in the know. Because for the past several years, there was something lurking beneath the floorboards of Zillow's corporate office. The Seattle-based company Zillow came onto the market in 2004 by founders Rich Barton and Lloyd Frank, who were former Microsoft executives. 
They, along with other executives from Expedia and Hotwire, were seeking to recreate how real estate listings were accessed. Kind of like how Hotwire and Expedia disrupted the travel business. Now, let's just unpack that for a quick sec, because seeing how much the real estate market has evolved has been phenomenal. Because with Zillow, we can access so much data on the homes, see photos, read specs on demand, even explore aerial views of the homes. I mean, it was revolutionary and realtors loved it for making the process faster, easier, and more accurate. And as the primary online aggregator of houses for sale, Zillow's initial revenue model relied on selling advertisements on its site. Over the years, their business evolved into offering various products targeting buyers and sellers. By 2011, Zillow was still in the lead, reporting 36 million unique visitors on an active database of roughly 110 million homes across the United States. On that success, the company went public. It would be sometime in 2018 that the idea of iBuying came about. Now, for those of you that don't know what iBuying is, first off, it's also known as instant buying, hence the i. And it's been a phenomenon for a few years now. iBuyers, through access of data and algorithms, can run through an estimate of what a home is worth based on the past and future pricing, and then make an offer to buy a home instantly. Let's make an offer. These deals can come close in as quickly as a week. This is the concept that Zillow offers started as, and the original founder of Zillow, Rich Barton, was the lead on the initiative which promised to make the company stinking rich. Now, the way it works is that sellers could skip the big hoopla of staging their homes, and all they needed to do was snap a few photos, answer a few questions, and wait for an offer from an iBuyer rather than private buyers. This was an enticing prospect that eliminated the long inspection process, the appraisal, the closing, which can add up to months. And for Zillow, well, they could hold it, make minor renovations, slap some lipstick on a pig, and then sell it for a profit. Zillow was ready for a major shopping spree and it quickly began amassing homes across the neighborhood and cities, which were added to the portfolio, stockpiling inventory that would go on the market at an inflated price. But it wouldn't be long before the roof caved in. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It was during the summer of 2021 when real estate agent Sean Gotcher first came upon this mysterious phenomenon occurring in his home markets in Las Vegas. You know, over the summer, we realized that we were going into meetings with clients and we were discussing, you know, what we can list their house for. And they were saying, oh, well, I've reached out to an iBuyer and here's the offer this iBuyer gave us. And we would look at the comparable properties and there were several instances where I told the seller, I have no idea how they got to that price because there is nothing on paper that would justify this price that's twenty or $30,000 over what any of the comparables are. A few weeks later, in September of 2021, he released the infamous TikTok video that ignited a tremendous amount of attention, questions, and criticism. And although Zillow remained quiet, not everyone did. I had no idea how far the video had gone because I'm not someone that's on social media all the time. I would just sort of post like silly, funny videos. And then when I posted that one, I'm like, okay, the video seems to be doing well on TikTok. That's interesting. And it wasn't until three days later that I got a request for an interview from Inman that said, hey, the CEO of Redfin has been coming after you on Twitter. How would you like to respond? Redfin's CEO, Glenn Kelman, responded in a Twitter thread and called Gotcher's hypothetical untrue, which came at the surprise to many, including Gotcher, who never imagined his video to be addressed by any of the executives in the real estate space. Others addressed their concerns that if there was merit to Gotcher's video, then it wasn't fair to be competing against multi-billion dollar corporations that were using big data to control a market for their own gain. I think that amount of data can lead to market manipulation. When you know how many people are looking at every property, how many people are saving every property, how many times they're going back to looking at it, and you're able to see what other properties are looking at, on a large scale, then yes, that would give you the availability to manipulate the market. Zillow, however, stayed out of the discourse until weeks later, when CEO Rich Barton announced that the company was closing down Zillow offers. A reprieve to Gotcher that he wasn't indeed paranoid as many accused him of being. I felt relieved. Because there was a moment there where I'm like, am I crazy? But then I would go through and see the comments and every single real estate agent that commented on it was like, this is what we've been saying. This is what we've been talking about. And then you started to see more trends on TikTok of other agents calling out these iBuyers and saying, here's this exact house that should not have sold for this price. And they bought it for $30,000 more. This is an example of what he's saying because then they put it on the open market and it sells for less. So we got to see with specific examples where they were losing money. Because on a home, we're talking $10,000, $20,000 losses, which doesn't sound like a huge amount until you realize they lost over $600 million. How many homes did they do this to? The fact that this decision came after initially reporting a $330 million loss raises a lot of questions. How can a company operate at such a loss each month for so long? 
And how many homes did the company actually own? And how did it all go down? Zillow cited the global pandemic and the subsequent skyrocketing of prices of homes that they said was beyond their foresight and control. Although with higher prices, it seemed that that would work in their benefit. So why did it not all make sense? For one, it was the result of poor algorithms. As their CEO explained, Zillow's process was unable to accurately forecast and price their model, which led to a gross margin of error, hence spending more cash than they expected. This data flaw hadn't taken into account other variables that complicate the home pricing model. Though using machine learning and AI tools have been tremendous benefits, in this case, the process took into account quantifiable aspects of home value, but couldn't factor in the more qualitative aspects. I think what happened is that they forgot that every home is unique. That on a large scale, yes, you can say these model matches are the same, but there are little quirks about every home that make it a little different. Where it sits on the street, where it sits on the corner, what it backs up to, what's in front of it, what the neighbor's homes look like. All of those things play into a home's value. And so on paper, you can say, yes, this 1706 square foot matches this 1706 square foot. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to sell for the same price. And then they were trying to play the game of let the market catch up. So they would overpay for a property, go in, do a really rudimentary flip to it, and then hope that the market had caught up to where they wanted to be. And that's not how that works out. Initially, the forecasting model that Zillow offers used to generate offers had underestimated home price, meaning the algorithm was generating pretty weak offers at first, and Zillow was routinely outbid by other competitors. So they decided to crank it up. They started going buck wild with their offers, paying for homes well above their prices, 30% above in some cases. This made a lot of homeowners extremely happy as they quickly offloaded their home for premium prices. And Zillow, none the wiser, was scooping them right up. But selling the homes was another issue. With some of the properties priced higher than intended, they just sat there in inventory, accumulating interest, accumulating taxes, and insurance costs, bleeding money each month. Now, in order for Zillow Offers business to have worked, they would have to generate pretty high volume of sales and for the business to scale quickly. Maybe they could have done that if they could have executed the flip part. But when you amass inventory that you don't sell, you're only executing half of the business plan. The Zillow model was starting to show signs of wear and tear, clearly not being market focused nor client focused. It kind of ignored both of those things and instead used raw data to make a lot of deals at breakneck speeds. It saw real estate growth as a linear path, but come to find out their choices are anything but. Although the company initially reported $330 million in losses, the figure ended up closer to 381 million. Shutting down the division also meant laying off 25% of Zillow's workforce. 
And at that, the company was still trying to offload 7,000 of its home properties. Of all the TikToks to go viral, Gotcher's may be the most expensive one ever. Many on social media were delighted to come to a conclusion that Gotcher's video from September had been the nail in the coffin on Zillow's home-flipping dreams. For Gotcher himself, it was vindication to know that he wasn't a conspiracy theorist. His instincts were right, and there was something big lurking in the housing market. At least 381 million big. In February of 2022, another online real estate company, Open Door, reported losing $662 million in their eye-buying business, signifying that perhaps Gotcher may have been closer to the truth than anyone expected. There are vast claims that big data is the wave of the future, and in many cases, that's valid. It seems to be the special sauce in valuations of businesses, because data transforms industries. It's a monumental asset, but if not applied properly, it could be a devastating liability. After all, nothing is too big to fail. Zillow had forecasted this division to generate $20 billion a year by 2025. $20 billion based on their data intelligence. But in this case, the bottom fell out. But it also begs the question of ethics when data is used to manipulate markets and create unfair advantages. This is an area that still needs to be addressed. These billion-dollar companies are playing a very interesting game with the real estate market. And I feel like they are walking on a thin line of market manipulation because if they are attempting to manipulate the market, I don't feel like the federal government or anybody will step in while it's affecting homeowners. They don't really care. But when this starts affecting the banks that are putting mortgages on these homes that are having to use these homes as comparable property, that's when I think somebody might actually step in and start investigating what's happening and give it a little credence to say, let's look at this and see how they're doing it, what they're doing, and if what they're doing is ethical and legal. Special thanks to Sean Gotcher for his contributions to this episode on The Great Fail of Zillow Offers. And thank you for tuning in this week to The Great Fail, a program that spotlights some of the most infamous case studies of failed businesses, brands, and ideas, and goes beyond that to garner lessons and wisdom so that we all can learn from the greatest mistakes. The Great Fail is part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcast. The research on each episode is extensive, but none of these episodes would be possible without the tireless efforts of researchers, writers, and reporters. They are all credited on thegreatfail.com under our show notes. 
Connect with us at The Great Fail on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that we can continue bringing you more episodes. And remember, with great failure comes great liability. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.